proper use of time is the road to success. Proper use of time is the road to success. And one person says that we all have been given 24 hours in the day. Yes, so many people make so much of the 24 hours. And some people make so little of the 24 hours. You know, some people say they have been given a bad hand. Like, you know, you play domino and you draw seven cards and everybody draws seven cards. And if you get a bad hand, um, it's difficult to win. But if you get a good hand, you're expected to win. Some people make the excuse that they get a bad hand. That's why they didn't win. And there are people who get bad hands and play good and win. You know? But we are not supposed to be quick to say that we, are, we get a bad hand. Because God has said to every man, the measure of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And he's the author and the finisher of our faith. So first, we must start with a positive attitude that we have been given a playable hand, a hand that we can, we can use successfully, no matter how it looks. And I, um, while I'm talking, I remember this guy um, that they call Nick. Nicky. He, he was born without hands and feet. And all he had a little fin. And he starts. A little fin. And he plays basketball. He swims. He goes out and make motivational speech. Speak to people who were suicidal because they were not they, they were a little too fat. They want to commit suicide. And he said, look at me. Look at my, my little flap. And he drove, he walked up by himself and get him on the platform. He played football. <laughs> and he's an inspiration. So let us not quick, be quick to say we get a bad hand. I, I don't personally don't um, support the idea of New Year's resolutions. I'm not against it, but I don't think we should wait for the New Year to make resolutions. The best time to change is now. I don't support New Year's resolutions because they don't seem to work. I have, um, if you have a desire to change, or if we have a desire to change, we should change ASAP as soon as possible. Procrastination is the thief of time, one writer says. Waiting until New Year's Day is another way of continuing the behavior for a little longer. Yeah. Um, I'm going to change on New Year's Day, but you don't want to continue for a little more, while more, you know? 
So it's just a little a tactics. They call this uh, delaying tactics. And a delaying tactics is saying, I'm going to um, change my life when the new year comes. From what I have observed, most new year's resolutions are quickly broken. Um, so I want to say today that I want to propose that the proper use of time is the key to success. Proper use of time is the key to success. One writer puts it this way, maximize the moment. Make the best use of each moment. And in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 says, and let's turn here. I could quote it, but I'm going to go here. Ephesians chapter 5. Galatians, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. Let's have it, verse 15. See then that he walks circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Time. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. The Amplified Bible put it this way. Making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. Apart from that fact that days are filled with evil, we could also say that time is short. Days are filled with evil. We gotta be diligent. And we must recognize um, opportunities and take advantage of them and use our wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil and the days are short. I don't mean um, literally short. I mean the days are Few, not many. So let us examine the scriptures, discover how we can successfully use the time that God has given us. How can we successfully use the time that God has given us? In our text, in chapter, uh, Proverbs chapter 24, um, from verse 30, it says, I went by the field of the slothful uh, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. The slothful, meaning, um, I think the sloth is a huge animal that moves very slowly, and it would um, characterize a person who is lazy. 
and hesitant in doing what they had to do. It's last one. And a man, and that person's void of understanding. The same person is not full and void of understanding. So he went by his feet, and what did he observe? And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone walls thereof was broken down. Um, this last man spent too much time sleeping. When, when we went go further down, they said, um, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little cold and holding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that tra traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. So a little time, a little more time sleeping. I'm not telling talking about people who are tired. So <laughs> when you're tired, you really need to sleep. But it's a temptation to lie in our bed a little longer. And it's not only talking about literal sleeping. It's talking about doing, not doing the things that we needed, we need to do when we need to do it. That is the kind of sleep we're talking about. There is a poem that says, the heights by great men reached and kept were not attained by sudden flight. But they, while their companions slept, were toiling upward in the night. So the, the sleep here doesn't mean literal fall asleep. It means that while we were not paying attention to the things that are important, the things that are urgent, the things that are necessary for, for successful harvest, the Man was slow and sleeping are wasting time or idle. So we're looking at New Year. The New Year is a clean slate before us. We can choose to do what we want to do. We can sleep when we should be working, or we can work at a time when we need to work. That is going to determine the kind of success we have in our effort. We have to do the right thing at the right time. When he should have this thoughtful man, he planted his vineyard. I'm sure he expects an harvest. But a little more sleep. And that's when the thorn and the thistles. Um, or, and the nettles. I think what the verse I talk about net, nettles, thorns, and nettles. Now, there's a um, uh, weed named stinging net, nettles. And what that field produced? Nettles. If you walk through it, they sting you. And thorns. And the walls are broken down. The field is 
unproductive and overgrown with lettuce. And our lives can be overgrown with unwanted things because we have neglected the important things of For example, somebody said, seven days without prayer make one week. Seven days make one week, right? And seven days without prayer make one make people weak. <laughs> if you don't pray for seven days, you're going to be weak. We must be praying. We must be worshiping. We must be fellowshipping. We must be working. We must be doing the things of life. And we'll be successful. Not just temporarily, but spiritually. In our life, if we plant a crop, we gotta, we gotta, you know, this last year, uh, we did a lot of farming here. I did I plant a lot of crops. I planted calorie, pumpkin, um, yam, I reap yam too. Um, I planted um, peas, um, uh, cabbage, I planted cabbage, um, um, cucumber, and I, I reap, but I paid attention, and weed, and take out the weed, and, and um, hope she's more careful about weeds than, than I do. She go around and pick out weeds, and so on, and so on, and we get more crops. We couldn't finish the calendar this year. I couldn't find this to give calendar. Yeah, but you got to pay attention to the crop. And we're going to pay attention to our lives. Our lives will be overgrown with the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and all kinds of things. So when we don't attend to problem, Problems in time, it can lead to poverty. If you don't take care of the field, your crop will fail. And Ecclesiastes chapter 3 mentions something about time. That's the, that's the chapter about time. She said, oh, let's go there. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. That's a time chapter. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rent, and a time to sow, 
a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What part have we that working in that wherein we labor? I have seen the travail which God has given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. God, he has made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their hearts so that no man can find out the world that God made it from the beginning to the end. To everything, there is a season. Season. What is a season? A season is a time, a specific time when success will be achieved in your effort. The, the Bible mentioned that there was a pool and people were sitting by the pool and an angel came down at a certain season and troubled the water. And everybody who got, get, got into the water first was in this season. There's a season when the success is guaranteed. And if you get there outside of that season, you're not going to be successful. So we must learn to recognize the season that success is assured. There are seasons. There's a difference between time and season. There's a time. There's, there's, a, there's a season. To everything, there's a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So the season we must recognize and the time we must use in that season. Spend more time doing the thing in the season when success is more guaranteed. In other words, planting time, planting the time of the time when you should plant. And reaping time, reap in the time that you should reap. There's a difference because crops do not do well in the um, don't grow so well in the time when you should be reaping. It grows well in the time when you should be planting. After the planting, the season ends and they start to wither and die so you can reap. If you plant that time, it might not cut. So got to recognize the time of planting and the time of reaping because there's a time and a season for every purpose if you are to be successful. And I like T.D. Jakes, he said, maximize the moment. Do your most, the most you can do at the time when it is more uh, profitable to do. And um, Sister Miller always said, um, make hay by the sunshine. Um, that means hay 
is um, dry grass you store for animals in winter. And the grass is not going to grow in winter. So you've got to make the hay in the, in the summer. And the hay might not be made in the spring neither because that's a growing time. And the, the hay will come mature in the summer. You reap it in the summer and store it for the to make hay while the sun shines. Time for everything under the heaven that we do. There's a time. There is a, always a best time for things to happen. There's always a best time for things to happen. And if somebody is weeping and you go laughing and making fun, you're not acting right. Because it's a time to weep. It's not funny. Right? It's a time to weep. And somebody's happy. They have something to rejoice about. Don't go. Make the person sad because it's a time to be happy. It's a time to rejoice. It's a time to celebrate. So if the person is celebrating, go celebrate with the person. Don't turn it into a, 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 a weeping um, um, occasion because it's a celebration. It's time for celebration. And the Bible said, weep with those that And rejoice, rejoice with those who rejoice. There's a time. The best time for everything to happen. We must be able to recognize the occasion that will guarantee our success. You know, and, 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 and Robert, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 has some very questionable um, statements. When is it a time to hate? Not people. <laughs> you know, it didn't say people. There's a time when you hate something. You should never hate people. So although it's a there's a time to love and a time to hate, it doesn't mean that there's a time when you want to hate somebody and you hate them. He left, he left it open, but there's a time when you should hate something. And there's a time when you should love something. There's a time to gather stones together. There's a time to cast away stones. There's a time when you have to dig stone and another day you might have to buy stones <laughs> because you need it. Right? You have to take the stone out of one place one day, and the next day you find that you need a, um, a load of stone. There's a time for that. Time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Not every time you're in the room. We must recognize each other. Sometimes we can leave the people alone. You know, we were doing um some it's a virtual it's a underlying thing and um, we're saying that um, it's not good for man to be alone and somebody said 
sometimes people need to be alone. Although the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. But sometimes you need to be alone. You need your space. You know? You, you stay aside. And, and the Bible will tell you that even if married people could um, separate for a while for passing and breath. So the Bible said it's not good for a man to be alone, but there's come the time when it's okay to be alone. There's a time for everything. And um, in Proverbs chapter 6, we start from verse 6 to 11. From verse 6, it says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Give me ants. It's strange to me that it seems like the animals um, control themselves or conduct their behavior the way God created them. People are the most rebellious. And people always depart from the way that God expected them. But look at the ants. Every ant. What the Bible say? The ants. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler. Yet, provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. They don't have any guide, no overseer, no law, no police, no, no motivator, no bank, no anything. Yet, they do the thing that motivational speakers are teaching men to do and keeping workshop and seminar to tell us what to do. Yet the ants, without motivation, without rule, they know what to do. So they, they provide their, their, um, they, They provide her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. Then he went on to say, How long will thou sleep, O stalker? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? Is it time to sleep? That's what the writer is saying. And that's a problem. Because the proper use of time is key to success. And sleep doesn't mean just lie down in your bed and sleep. It means not awaken to opportunity. Not alert enough to seek, to, to seize opportunities. That is a sleep. And we must wake up and open our eyes and see. How long will thou sleep for summer? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of your hands to sleep. So shall thy prophet come at one that traveleth and thy want at an army. Wow. Then we go to 
St. Matthew chapter 25. And we read of the parable of the ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. They all had one goal, and that goal was to meet the bride. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry. Behold, the bridegroom coming. Go out to meet him. And then all these virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish, I, 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 I marvel at this um, and don't take this parable too literal. Take it literal, but only use it literal to get the understanding. They were supposed to meet the bridegroom, and I'm, I'm using the literal to get understanding. I'm saying that literally, if you know it's going to be night and you're going to use your lamp, obviously you're going to have fire with your lamp. And since you don't know when, then you, you should prepare to have enough to last. That's the logical reason. That's the literal explanation. So if the bridegroom comes and your oil runs out, you're going to be in the dark. That's the literal explanation. The other question I want to ask these virgins is, did you look at the oil getting less and less in your lap? Maybe the lamps were like glass lamps, so you couldn't see the oil, the level of the oil. The container was like glass, so you couldn't see the level of the oil. Or you could shake it and feel, and feel the weight. You know when the oil is in it. That's one question. The other question is, why were you sleeping? While you have a problem, that means that your oil need topping up. Why were you sleeping? That's another question. And the third question is, why you wait until the bridegroom arrives before you attend to the trimming of your lap? Because you see, the appropriate use of time is a key to success. And the fact that they were slumbering and sleeping meant that they had time. When you slumber and sleep because you're waiting, it means that you have time. But what did you do with your time? You see, the, the wise virgins, they had enough oil. So it was time for them to sleep. But the foolish virgin did not have time because they still didn't have oil in their lungs. So they're sleeping 
was not a time to sleep. It was a time to get oil, amen? This is a time to get oil. This is the appropriate time. We're not waiting for some catastrophe. We're not waiting for a crisis to happen before we act. We must act before the crisis. Make ready for the crisis because there's a time that is coming which is a time of crisis. And if we have not done our homework and the things that we need to do in the hour of preparation, the, price, the time of crisis is going to get us when we are unaware. Gonna get us out of here. And we're gonna be caught like those foolish virgins without fire in our hearts. And say, give us some of your oil because our lives have gone out. Give us some of your oil because our lives have gone out. We don't even have time to talk to you, Ben. We don't have time to talk to you now. We are hurrying to meet the bridegroom. If we stop to give you oil, we're going to be late. And not only that, we don't have enough. You see, they still are being careful, although the bridegroom has come. They're not going to give the oil away at that time. They were careful. Bridegroom is here, but this is not going to give you a right. Go to them that send and buy. Well, look at it now. In those days, I don't know what were the policies in those days. Those days were long ago. I don't think they have all night shop shopping in those days like we have today. Huh? Wake up the shop people. <laughs> yeah, I guess they got to wake up, wake them up. You know, and who wants to be awakened 12 o'clock, 12, 15 in the morning? Or by now, 15 minutes are gone. And some of them live upstate, right? <laughs> some of the storekeepers live upstate. So, so you got to go call them on your phone. They have no phone. So it was important to how simple it would have been if they had gotten oil at the right time. A few minutes, right? Or when they got the oil in the first place, if they got me enough, that would be just a few more seconds to pour it in there. It was not because they didn't have money. Think about it. It didn't say they were poor and could not afford the oil. It didn't say oil was not available, there was a ration. Oil was available, they were not poor, they had time, but they still did not tap up their lives. And that's what is happening now. Because a lot of people have time and they know the consequences. They know they're gonna need oil 
We know we're going to need God. We know we don't want to go to hell. We know we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And we still not tapping up our lives. Today's the time. Now is the time. The importance of today. There's an importance of today. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. For I say, I have heard thee in an acceptable, in a time accepted, and a day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day. There's an importance of today. Now. That's all we have. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow we don't know. But we have one time. It's today. Let's look at um, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15. For verse 15. Why did he say, Today, if he will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the propagation. Today. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Today, the importance of today. No. The time is at hand. The time is here. It's reach in your reach. This is the time. Don't postpone the time. Don't put the time off. Don't make plan to make a resolution someday to come on your birthday. Don't do that. Now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. And some of us don't need to really believe the gospel. We believe the gospel already. Today is the day to act on our belief. Do something. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at. No, the time is here. We have the time in our hand now. Today is the day. Romans 13, verse 12 to 13. Romans 13. Yes, today is day. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. The day is here. Let us therefore cast off works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly 
as in the day, not in rioting, drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to continue not thereof. This is what we need to do today. But now is the day. Let's see what John 4, verse um, 35 says. John 4, 35 says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. This, behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. For they are white, ready to harvest. The harvest is here. Time is here. And um, God is saying now, today is the day. Whatever decision we have to make, let us make it today because today is the day. So we have the year 2022 before us. If God permits us, we will live to see the end of it. How are we going to spend our time? Let us spend our time knowing the importance of today. Acting on what we need to act on today. If you will hear my voice hard enough to your heart. Today is the day of salvation. The time is at hand. Time is fulfilled. And God expects us to act today. I don't want to encourage us today, for this year, that we, God has blessed us with the privilege of life and expect us to use the time he has blessed us with to live better Christian lives. And this will guarantee us success if we recognize the importance of time. Lord bless you and keep you. And just, we just expect that, that um, we will do what God wants us to do.